from the trenches. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to From the Trenches, real life in the accounting industry. My name is David Boyer from Change GPS. Joined with me is Paul Meisner from Freedom Mentoring. We are brought to you by BGL, Australia's number one corporate compliance and superannuation software. Paul Meisner, we are on the line again. We're not in the same room anymore. I miss you. I miss being face-to-face. And I think across every single business Australia-wide, as much as we like the benefits of working from home, we're all starting to miss each other a little bit. We are. Thank you, David. Hello, listeners. Hello, all. Uh, I'm stuck at home. <laughs> I think we are. Everyone is. Uh, we are. I am out west in the, what do they call it? The COVID hotspots, David, of Melbourne, Australia, where we're back hoarding uh, toilet paper. Apparently, the world has officially gone crazy again. I think we all just want it to stop. Uh, I personally am missing the office. I, I'm missing a variety of work places uh, need a bit of a change. I think you're missing a variety of lunch places. I am, I am actually. I am. I'm missing my burger. I'm missing my city <laughs> burger. It's not, missing, not quite Missing a coffee on DeGrave Street right next to the From the Trenches Collins Street office. Absolutely. I actually am. Maybe that's it. Yeah, Maybe I'm just missing my 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 sushi, my sushi and my slip and my. Anyway, you do live in the inner inner gentrified west of Melbourne, Paul. I'm sure there's some good local cafes you can go and support. My Zuvaki plant's closed down, David. I'm I'm gutted. I'm gutted. Really? I don't know whether it was a like a COVID casualty. COVID casualty. There you go. Oh. yeah, that was that was quite. That was quite. You good. could write headlines. I could. Anyway, all good, mate. All good. What do we got? Kick us off, David. We've got got a massive announcement. We've got a massive announcement. Huge. The biggest announcement since trenches started. Next 30th of June, end of financial year, is going to be the last ever best and worst news roundup show from the trenches, Paul. It's been a three and a half year journey of pointing the spotlight on sloppy marketing, aggressive sales tactics member bodies who maybe aren't looking after their members. It's been a big road, but lots of ups and ups. We haven't had many downs, actually. Mostly, almost all ups. It's been a lot of fun. But literally all good things must come to an end sometimes. It is your... uh, We reached that point. You've obviously moved into software, and that is taking taking a lot of time and taking, taking you in a direction... Away from practice, you can't be as hard. You can't be as honest. I can't. I can't. You've got to. You've got. You've got to. You've got relationships to have with the people we used to clip over the year. But boy, am I sitting on some things. Oh, oh, I'm itching. My tongue is tingling at its tips as I want to share some things. But it is. It's becoming hard for me. And the beauty of from the trenches is it was two good mates, literally side by side in the trenches, fighting the good fight. And that has definitely changed. So that style of show, I, I, I can't deal with that conflict. And being very honest with our listeners here, it's not the easy thing for me to do because Trenches is so raw and honest. It's just who we are as people. So there's going to be a change. I'm not sure what it is yet. But for all of the juicy details of why this has happened and maybe what's going to happen next, you must join us to celebrate the end of this financial year. Boy, what a financial year. Accountants want to see the end of Paul. 
Next, oh, is, it, absolutely. Is, is it Tuesday night? Is that the 30th? Tuesday night, the 30th, absolutely. Brought to you by BGL, our great friends who have been with us for a very, very long time. Ron Lesh will be on again. Uh, the link will be in the show notes. Please join us. And it's gone out on social media. It's gone out on some emails. Thank you very much to everyone who's taken the time. Uh, some very positive comments about how we've done good things for the profession and good things for the industry. Some people suggesting who's going to pick up the reins. Well, I'll tell you what, go back to the early shows and we encourage every single one of you to just be a little bit like us. If you see something you don't like, speak up. Have a voice. Absolutely. The power is yours. Ab- absolutely. Now, you are, you are bringing to the table, David, a, a serious list of bests. Nothing but good news. I've got no worsts. You've gone best crazy. If that isn't a sign of the times of where my attention is at the moment, I have no worst. Because you're not allowed to... <laughs> is it that okay. you're not allowed to annoy anyone for fear that no, you, need, got, you need to do a deal with them later? Is that I've got one monster one, but I'm going to save it for next Tuesday night. If you want the okay. monster one, and right. it's a proper one, and it's relevant, if dear listener, I'm going to save it. I'm going to go out with a bang. Fair enough. All right. Well, I look forward to it. I'm not sure the, the doyens that change GPS will love it, Tim. But I might want to buy him first. I'm going to have a go at someone that's doing the wrong thing by all of us. Looking forward to it. Uh, what do you got, mate? Since you got the most best on no, ground, I've got to fly through these. Hashtag tax Twitter. Can't believe I missed this. Twitter is not a positive place. Twitter is a place where if you have an opinion that isn't part of the mob, you can get taken down very, very quickly. It is not a place I would go to be vulnerable. It's not a place I'd go to ask for help. Maybe some Facebook groups better. Certainly my private group. Certainly my friends and family. Twitter, I would, I'd be a bit scared. But hashtag tax Twitter is really nice and supportive. And an accountant by the name of Kyle Bowman, a CPA, at CJB underscore CPA, put out saying, hey, tax Twitter, let's talk burnout. This season's been really and uh, really done a number of me, and I'm sure that I'm not alone. 135 likes, I reckon 40, 50 comments. I don't know how to tell the comments here of just people giving tips. And this is the best of Twitter. This is the best of a, a global accounting community. It's great to see. Like this isn't this isn't airy fairy. The, you know, the night is just as dark as just before the dawn. You'll be okay. Tomorrow is another day. This is like real tips that people have come in to help this complete stranger. And it's just fantastic. If all of Twitter was like this, the world would be a better place. Uh, There was some great content on there. Certainly, I think uh, it is nice. It has been hard on everyone. I know that some of the conversations I've had offline with other accountants, uh, it is, yeah, it is been, it has certainly been a tough period that we've, We've caught, uh, we've mentioned it on this show quite a bit, but that is a good, uh, a good thread to follow. Uh, I'll tell you, I just want to share one, one, one comment on the thread that I've just picked up. There's lots of them. I'm right there with you, Kyle. This is from Carl Strube, Straub. I don't think I've ever been so close to considering those unsolicited LinkedIn recruiter inquiries. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I, I might start paying attention to them too. I don't know. I, I never really, uh, any yeah. jobs going at Five Ways anytime soon? Oh, potentially. Ooh. Potentially. We could let's I can't. I'm still I'm still growing, growing, sucking my thumb. 
But uh, we'll come July. Come July, we'll uh, in five days. I'm told we'll have to we'll have to work some things out. Thank you very much for that uh, little bit oh, of vinegar on the some, on the wound. That if is there is some employment. If there is talent in the market and that the talent is there, oh, can you think of it? Might be, I might be tapping the network. Let's keep an eye out for that. I might be tapping the network. Uh, best on ground for me. Uh, just quickly, <laughs> often you, you don't often see the tax office come out and refute maybe is a, a word uh, at what another regulator has said. Uh, this is from the SMSF advisor. The ATO, throw, under, throw under the bus is the word I'd use. Pretty much the ATO has refined the figures released by ASIC. ASIC came out, uh, uh, fans of the show will know, Ron Lesh, highlighted the fact when ASIC came out and said that it was going to take $13,900 in running costs and 100 hours a year in time commitment to run a SMSF. Ron Lesh, who arguably has the biggest, one of the biggest databases on self-managed super funds in the country, said called that out, certainly called that out. Uh, and the ATO have joined him. They've revised the figures saying that operating expenses are closer to 3923 which I think was, was far more in line with what Ron had in mind. Uh, you don't often get uh, the ATO coming out and saying uh, something that another regulator had. A, I think it's a, big, it's a big story. It's, it's 82% less. ASIC weren't even close. And it plays into the narrative that Ron Lesh suggested that, that ASIC is heavier on SMSFs than they are on industry funds. It makes you feel like there is a bias towards industry funds. And that quote from that price rents have got so much media attention that there probably were a lot of line ball self-funded retirees with maybe smaller funds under management saying, you know what, that's a lot. I'm just going to go into the industry funds, which maybe isn't the best solution for them. So that is a not good, a bit of disinformation from ASIC there. Which, yeah, which at the time was it just it just sounded oh, silly. I, I used to say, "What is this Russia?" But in the current environment, I'd say, "What is this America?" <laughs> Very true. Very true. What else you got, mate? Keep it moving. I got more best on grounds, don't I? Could we see a big construction sector oh. cleanup? For years, we've all complained about how easy it is to become a company director, incur liabilities, and have the protection of the corporate veil behind anything happening untoward inside your business. ASIC are bringing out ID numbers for life to track directors across companies that they sit on in an effort to curb phoenixing. Nowhere is phoenixing more prevalent than the bottom end of the supply chain in the construction sector. Where, and I've had clients who do this over the years, they just go, they, they go from entity to entity, just racking up debts, shutting them down and phoenixing into the new one. Now, here's the problem with the construction sector on that piece. I'm very supportive of this director's ID. There is a fundamental problem in construction where if you're one of those smaller suppliers in the supply chain and you're wrapped up in one of the big projects, one of the top tier builders, and that project has a delay, the cash flow of every supplier along that supply chain gets hurt. And there are smaller subcontracting agencies or smaller people in that, that industry whose businesses have like the correct decision as a director is to shut down that entity because of one bad project. And when we did the insolvency show with Bukai Goodwin, with Dom, yep. he talked about this really well. If you're going to change phoenixing activity in the construction sector, you need to allow 
people in that space to not lose their construction license because they've they've had an insolvency event. I hope this is the start of further reform in that sector because it's very important. They're dealing with a billion dollars of taxpayer money now, so they owe us. Let's hope there's a bit of a cleanup and they do the right thing. Yeah, I had this. Uh, it's important to uh, you know start our end our weekly shows, David, in the same way we started. I had no idea that that was on your content list. Uh, mm-hmm. I, well, no, until you started talking, because I was just <laughs> quietly working away in the background, putting it, putting that exact same article, in fact, without uh, really? without even seeing it, that it was in your best, in my worst. This oh. is uh, one of the things I've, um, when it came, when it was first proposed, I mean, we're going back a year ago, I think, that it was, was sort of proposed yeah. a year or two years ago. This is using a sledgehammer to crack a nut, to crack a walnut. Uh, interesting. It is, this is, this is a whole, this is a, just, just the administrative burden alone. What, what I get the intention, I really do, but what this is doing is it's saying to 100% of, of people who want to be a director, you need a name. This is, this is disadvantaging and affecting, putting more red tape on 100% of corporate directors to try to find 5%, 3%, 1%. Great point of bad apples. Like, Great yes, point. there's apparently some stuff. And this, is, and this is the thing, like people who, when this was going on, I remember uh, Amrita Abbott was in the, um, she was in the government working group or was was sort of in, in that as part of, as a, a sort of a software voice. Um, and, and I mean, like, I just cannot believe that we are adding a whole nother number to you got a tax you got a tax file number you got an ABN number you're now going to have a director number you're also going to have an ACN number if you're a company like this is just adding a layer of red tape that the system doesn't need and I think it's it really needs talking about. Interesting, great point about a sledgehammer approach. My comment was more: we need further regulation around it to actually achieve the desired outcomes. And, and this is and this is the thing that often doesn't. That doesn't happen at government and doesn't happen in big corporates often too, is they're trying to solve a problem and and they're coming at it from whatever solves the problem, not the user experience, not how do you actually achieve. It goes back to what we said in our live show. Stop planning all this stuff with big lawyers and big corporates. Get small business accountants in there. They're the ones actually dealing with this. Get someone who's actually applied for a number. Ask them how many numbers they've already got. Exhaust, exhaust using the the options to use the existing numbers. Like, I mean, given that this is run by the tax office, how in the world this can? No, no, it's going to be moved to the tax office under the new under the new plan. But how on earth, when you when the when the outcome was to move it to the tax office anyway, is to not use your tax file number? Yeah, like crazy. everybody, oh. everybody has a tax file number. It's to... managed by the same people that ha- that have the tax file number. There's no privacy issues. There's absolutely no no issue. It, this is an abomination. Speaking of no privacy issues, I the amount of data the HO is legally allowed to hold of you on you is now becoming monstrous. They already had more than I think any other government department. Now you add in this number. Uh, it's huge. There's like a pro to protect government revenue, but at some point, I hope there's a, hey, how much does government actually know about me conversation, I say, as I search for things on Google and say things in my family and get ads served to me by AI bots. 
who seem to know my life better than I do. Very true. Anyway, Let's Lucy, you had it in a good bet. Uh, I've got a quick oh, one. Uh, yeah. ATO content that I just found, tax time toolkits, resolution checklists for trusts. Uh, interestingly, reading the bottom of the website last updated in 2016. So I, I might find this, uh, presumably I find it every year and go, oh, wow, that's on there and it's really helpful. So anyway, if you haven't seen it and you're looking for information in the last five days, uh, five working days, four and a half working days of the financial year, check that out. Uh, trust distribution is going gangbusters. I can see the numbers going through our platform. We just made a big change to it to deal with all the cash flow boost stuff. Very topical, Paul. Next, uh, I'm going to one, two, skip a few. I'm going to my, I've got my fifth best on ground here. David Darm, CPA, has been so busy literally saving Australians that he didn't have time to fill out a thought leader award nomination. Had he done it, I have no doubt this guy would have been right up there and he might well could have won it. David Darm, you might remember, is the man who stood up at the CPA AGM and absolutely served them up. Do you remember that, Paul? Uh, he's a very impressive man. Uh, <laughs> I met him at the, uh, obviously known him on social media for a while, but uh, we are both zero award winners. He, and rightly so, he has a client that looks after medical practice. He nationally has hundreds and hundreds of medical practices. It's ultra niche for him. And he's been banging on for a long time about the ridiculous pressure on GPs who are under massive financial stress because people aren't going and the way the whole funding system works, they're actually in a bit of trouble. Got has been campaigning. I know because I've spoken to him about it. I've given him some, some tips on how we did our stuff to sort of get a movement running He's got himself on the 7.30 report as the financial frontline general for doctors to make sure that they are financially safe and sound throughout this crisis. Everyone was worried about the, the, the risk of frontline workers from a health point of view. I don't think anyone stopped and said, what's the economic risk to them? David Darb is leading this, like proper leadership and having a proper impact on Australian society. I don't have anything more to say, but thank you, David. Uh, you're, you're an outstanding example of an accountant acting in the public service and the public interest. And a very impressive bloke. Uh, follow him on Twitter and LinkedIn. Uh, he is very impressive. I'm going to keep going, Paul, because I've got tons of bests. Go for it. Dynamic arrays. Went over to Lance Rubin's house on Monday night. Had a couple of fine scotches with him. Uh, Lance lives about less than a K away from me, so I went for a, a, a long walk on a cold night. And- went over to his place and he said, I've got to show you David McRae's. I'm not going to explain what these are now. I'm going to tell you what they're going to get rid of. They're going to get rid of drag and drop cells. They're going to get rid of the F4 button that puts the dollars in front of the row in the columns. You can drag things across. These things are going to help you grow your spreadsheets for basic, basic stuff and save like three, four minutes off every single function that you do. You can change, if you do a cash flow for 12 months and you want to make it 36, change a number from 12 to 36 and all of a sudden you got a three-year cash flow projected in it. The, I watched this thing and I just thought, oh my, and it's not hard to learn. A lot of Lancer stuff sometimes is a bit tricky to learn, Paul. This thing's really, really cool. I've put a link up. It's not a link from Lance. It's a link from somebody else I found on YouTube. I strongly, as you get into work paper season, I strongly encourage you to just spend 10 minutes to learn this new Excel function. It's pretty cool. Dynamic arrays. I always love a good uh, Excel. Array. Array, arrays, arrays. Just because you always talk about there's no new innovation and, and Excel just keeps punching out new little functions. It does. It's impressive. They do have 6,000 developers working on it, so you're reasonable to expect some innovation. Absolutely. Does that wind up your 
No, Receipt Bank. Oh, of course. Gee, that, that's right. You did skip a few. Was everyone excited about Receipt Bank's big acquisition of... X, what did they buy? Xavier. Uh, Xavier Analytics. And I've been really thinking about it. Like, we don't get excited about acquisitions or capital raises that often on trenches. And I was trying to work out why. Like, why? I don't know what Xavier is. I'm going to read out word for word from the Accounts Daily article. Uh, according to Receipt Bank, Xavier detects errors and anomalies in complex business data within accounting software, reducing the frequency and the cost of fixing them for accountants and bookkeepers. And I, I started thinking, like, you know, oh, what do you think of this? What do you think of this? And I said, I don't know. I've got no idea. I don't really understand it. But here's what I, here's, um, this is pure speculation. Receipt Bank is up against HubDoc. It's now very, very cheap for zero users. Um, after the COVID, it's going to jump up to two bucks a month. It's free right now. I think it's going to two bucks a month. And Receipt Bank works out something between 20 and 30 bucks a month per file, something like that. What if, if that's what Xavier does, if it's good, it could be that zero, the Receipt Bank strategy is, you know what, we're going to win because we're actually just better. It's just better. The data quality is better. The data integrity is better. The matching is better. Our, our product is fundamentally better at what our existing value proposition is. And it's not often you see that that much in acquisitions. It, it, it's not often an acquisitions made to make the actual, the value proposition that the, the software company already has better. Because often you build something, spend a fortune building it, and then you just try to milk it for as much cash as you possibly can without having to spend too much on development. And Paul, I, I'm not, I, without putting you on notice, Without giving you any prep time, I bet you can think of 20 examples where that's happened. Look, it is, the, the acquisition world is really interesting, David. And I think we, we did say a while ago the hub dock into zero would have probably made Receipt Bank have a, have a long, hard think about which direction they were running and, and their need to go in some direction. I think, look, going in, in, in the direction of quality of data is a great thing. Like the, the, the whole... Um, quality of data. I haven't had a look at, at Xavier. One of the things I find as having used Xero particularly for over 10 years now and, and sort of logged in every single day and, and seen a lot of good and bad in of people using it, what often strikes me is just the variety in how people code stuff. Like I have seen lots of examples of people talking about automated ways to clean up the data. Like I think there's a reason that Xero aren't trying to clean up the data and they've given it a couple of massive swings at it and have ultimately kind of shelved that and gone, we can do other stuff because that's not as hard. Um, there was a, there was an add on called expert um, that promised to offer up uh, the same data fixing. I, I'm, I'm using them as a reference only because I haven't used Xavier Analytics, but they sort of promise similar things. The interesting thing is it threw up so many different errors that I, in the end, just did so many sort of little, tiny little errors that didn't make a difference to the data that and didn't make a difference to what I actually had to do that it got too much. It was mm. sort of, so it's this really interesting this really interesting trade-off between showing you everything and bet between showing you too much that doesn't matter. And then it ultimately with, with the other program, I, I sort of just lost face and I'm like, you know what? I Yes, that's there's obviously, you know, there is a reason why that happens. It's not an issue. You just think it's an issue sort of thing. Like, it, or it can be an issue in certain circumstances, but nine out of 10, it's not. So it's, 
it's, it's a really it's a really hard market to be in that data cleanup. And you know, again, I I will admit I haven't seen Xavier Analytics, but I have seen others across the journey. And well, it, it, that whole data cleanup spot is very hard to do audit to do automatically. Um, it's interesting. The, the article goes on to say it sees the merger of two of the highest zero-rated apps. Um, Receipt Bank, I think, is the highest rated and the most often rated. It's got five stars at seven hundred and seventy. I reckon every app. I reckon every add-on's used highest rated in their in their marketing at one point or the other. <laughs> well, but I've been looking at the raw numbers on the zero app store right now. Receipt Bank's had well, Xavier aren't Xavier yeah. aren't listed, and Xavier might, aren't listed. But they might be in the UK, obviously, because they do seem UK centric. Uh, if I change AU to UK, what happens? I break Google. Accept cookies. Nah. Mm. There you go. Analytics. They're coming for you. Big brother or big sister. Worst on ground? Worst? Worst. Worst. On ground. Wow. Well, 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 you don't have any. Right. No, so, I'm just going to sit here and cop it. I should. Well, <laughs> well now you, you are. You do. David, you do, you do feature. I think it's fitting in one of our later shows just to get a few more uh, punches in you, you you're in the you're in the selling mode i'm gonna start i'm gonna start with why it's worse and then i'm gonna explain why it's why it's not so bad you put a post out on linkedin and i'll put a, a link in the show notes to say who wants to contribute to the lazy accountant's guide to tax planning coffee table book now on linkedin before you click the show me more you know you, you only get the clickbait headline you and i david are very good at writing these LinkedIn posts just to show enough and I get love people. I think I put that much thought into that post. To get, thank you. Uh, get people to open up the article. Uh, you were talking about a a coffee table book that is uh, all around the hilarious questions accountants get asked around lodgement time. One hundred percent agree uh, with the sentiment. I, I just I, I felt, and I've, I've told you this off offline. Uh, I just felt that it was uh, a little bit insulting to accountants to uh, to sort of say that it inferred that they were lazy. I knew I entirely know what you mean, and you can you can explain it again. I just felt like I, I just I felt like the lazy accountant wasn't a good, given it was a book for accountants. I thought the title could have been better. So, thank you, Paul. And for giving me the permission to talk about change GPS in my response. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have just been gaslighted on my own Because the, the six times it's been it. mentioned so far. Uh, uh, if you want to learn how to run a remote practice, check out freedommentoring.com.au. <laughs> uh, we've been on the lazy accountant for a while. I'll, I'll tell you the background to this. Um, we first started talking about lazy accountants in our tax planning free guide that's been downloaded 2,000 times. Um, where we talk about um, some of the shortcuts that accountants take. And people can get behind the lazy accountant. The reality is that some shortcuts do get taken. We used the lazy accountant a second time for FBT and it really resonated because FBT is one of those things where shortcuts are taken. You know, a lot of accountants are proudly so saying, do you oh, use it? Do you use it in a negative term or the positive term? In your, in, in your in the, Well, they're education articles where we say, don't be the lazy accountant who does this. Be the smart so, accountant. So you have this. given it. So in your previous, it has had a negative cognitation as in accountants oh, are lazy. You can, you can think that it's negative. I'd say you've got post-traumatic stress disorder. It's literally in our platform. Everything that we have has training guidelines and that is a tool that we use in our training 
to explain some of the risks and problems with the, with the old way of doing things that legitimately do have risks and problems. Not lodging an FBT return is risky. And so we use that. We, sure. I put up in our, our internal, this happened, this is at the pace of this. I put up in our internal chat group with the change accountants. I said, hey guys, what are some of the like worst, just the worst insane things you've ever heard? Tim goes, Dave, post it in the Facebook group. We're going to make a coffee table book out of this. I post in the Facebook group, the Change GPS Facebook group. We had, in about four hours, we had about 100 comments of, and it was hilarious. I knocked up a, a, an image and if you go have a look at this link, it's this lazy, this bloke looks like he's on the doll, he's falling asleep on his couch. I think he was a drool out of his mouth. That you could think that this is a serious attack on accountants at all, Paul. Come it wasn't, on. No, no, no. I didn't say, I didn't says, say you let's were have a bit of fun with this. I get it. I, now, I here's the, here's the funny thing. I didn't say here's it was an the attack. Funny thing. Here's the funny thing. I put out some calls this morning. My phone has been ringing hot this afternoon from publishers wanting to pick this up. We are going to publish. Hang on, hang on. Publishing, publishers have reached out to you or you've reached no, out I to No, I went me. on the phone to inquire to them and I've been on the phone all afternoon. I've got two publishers and want to have a meeting with us about getting this book published. Right. Apparently, there's a genre of books called gift books. Haven't heard of them, yes. There you go. I'm going to get this book published. That's what I'm selling, Paul. I'm selling a coffee table book to make accountants feel happy and good about themselves. I hope you don't have a problem with that. Sure. Let me come a book. And I can say I'm an Amazon bestseller on my LinkedIn profile. Oh, God. <laughs> it works well next to Thought Leader and TEDx Speaker. Yeah, when are you going to change your name? Uh, on LinkedIn. You know, on LinkedIn, I haven't even updated my profile for six months. It still says I'm at SQL. Futurist I've struggled later. with LinkedIn. I've struggled with what to do on LinkedIn since I've moved to software. If anyone can help me out, give me a buzz. I have. All I do is post links to webinars and things that I do. And that's a bad way to use LinkedIn. I don't think it's good at all. I think I'm becoming a bit of white noise there. I'm going to lift up my game. Oh, well, there you you, you give it a fair swing today. Did I I just give myself worst on ground? No, I just, social media is sometimes not that easy. And I've had a change in what I do and I'm I'm going to work out what... uh, Fair enough. Do that. Well, then that's it. And my my second worst on ground actually was was a rebuttal to your best on ground. So there you go, David. Uh, listeners, come join us oh, at was. the live event and hear really? what we, we are up to. It actually we just really showcased how raw and authentic trenches is. That we 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 knew roughly what we were going to talk about, but we didn't know that we had the same article in best and worst. What you hear on this show for the last three and a half years is us. Is that? It's just is changed. what it is. No, not at all. No, that part, absolutely not. Less, as you say, Paul, join us next Tuesday night. Absolutely. We look forward to a live up? event with our BGL friends and some special up? guests. Oh, there are going to be some special guests. Ooh. If you want to be on the show, if you want to be on the last ever best and worst, because you like us, you like what we do, you make you feel good, or if you've been a past best or if you've been a, been a past worst, get in touch and we'll invite you on if you've got something interesting to say. At our complete discretion, don't hold me yes. to that. Well done, yeah. <laughs> BGL are like, you did what? Yeah. <laughs> All good. Enjoy. Have a great week, everyone. Uh, get through to the 30th of June and then we can all breathe cry <laughs> how many months are you going to take off hide uh a lot i just feel like a lot I just feel like i need a lot i'm gonna go back to the farm 
you threatened to not use social media for six months at the start of this show. Certainly in the accounting industry, I think we we co- we covered the re- David. When we we may as well we're at the end of you know one of the last best and worst opinion based shows. The we put out a rant episode about the treatment of uh, people in social media and subsets of that demographic in the accounting social media space, and as if like clockwork. Uh, it played out in front of our very eyes. Uh, I was accused of being of calling uh, of calling people or, or, or was it furthering a stereotype while uh, these people hid in a private Facebook group uh, and did exactly the behaviour that we called out through most part of the show. I think the accounting industry on social media. They've just got so far from the term real, it's not fun, David. But I, I may have PTSD, a very mild version of, of accounting-related PTSD. doesn't matter but- on the whole. You've done an outstanding job, Paul. It's fine. I think uh, I was very interested to see what happened when you posted that on LinkedIn, Paul. Check out Paul's post if you want to see what happens when we posted our social media sycophants and ideas that aren't worth spreading show. Uh, form your own opinions. Absolutely. Otherwise, join us on the live show and uh, reach out if uh, with any comments. Otherwise, have a great week and get to 30 June. Bye. Thanks again for listening to an episode of From the Trenches. David and I love to hear from listeners, so you can reach out if you've got feedback or story ideas, get in touch. I can be reached on Twitter, at Paul Meissner underscore, or on LinkedIn, Paul Meissner. I'm on Twitter, at David Boyar, B-O-Y-A-R, on LinkedIn, David Boyar. From the Trenches.